Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Welcome to Talkbox. Welcome to Talkbox. Oh, man. it's You know what's weird? I miss you, bro. It, there's something about say back. saying... Hold on, say it back. There's something about... No, seriously. <laughs> seriously, say it back. Yeah, I miss you, too. Thanks. I miss you too. It's been a while. Can I not put my leg up? How do we feel about me putting my leg put up? Put your leg down right now. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm trying not to curse as much. Thanks for watching, Mom. Oh, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Um, so we haven't seen each other in a minute. Well, we see each other all the time. We yeah, haven't filmed in a minute. We literally saw each other for the first time yesterday. That's true. In almost like two okay, weeks. I guess. I guess. In almost two weeks. Oh man, hold on. Let me do that. Let me do like a proper intro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get into the intro. This is Talkbox. This is dude. There's this something weird. Is like Talkbox because it's the intro and mm-hmm. it's my voice and your voice. It's almost like it when I when I time. say it, it feels like a little magical. Welcome to Talkbox. Talkbox. Is it the Talkbox or Talkbox? No, it just has to be Talkbox. 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 Okay. 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 Talkbox. 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 Okay. It can be loose. It can be free. Okay. 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 Talkbox. 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 Okay. Talkbox. Talkbox. This is Talkbox. 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 This is Talkbox. Yeah. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. This is Talkbox. I'm Nadeg. And I am Machi. Machias. Today's a special episode. Very um, special episode. <laughs> I am feeling a little under the weather. You are? Do you not hear my voice right now? You always sound congested. No way, dude. It's bad. I was like hawking up phlegm this morning. That's awesome. I love sitting next crazy. to you. I <laughs> blew it. This might be TMI. I blew a snot rocket in the shower. Yeah. Hit the ground. Thud. Like actually, like I felt it shake the floor. <laughs> Went the through the ceiling down to the next floor. <laughs> oh man um yeah so i'm dealing with today right now we're rushing this episode out so today is wednesday february 7th yeah on sunday Mm -hmm. there was a huge music event huge media event yeah the grammys the grammys and neither of us were at the sunday grammys at the crypto.com arena but we did learn something new we did learn something new which is that the grammys is not just one thing yeah (laughs) The Grammys is a long chain of events that happened throughout the entire, the entire week, starting from week. like Tuesday. Um, I went to my first event on Wednesday. I'm not sure if they started yeah, before th- that. There are so many Grammys events where people are handed awards and recognition. Yeah, and, you know, just I, I, I didn't, I had no idea. I so I knew that on the day of the Grammys, mm-hmm. only half of the show is televised. Oh really? So like they give out, you know? Oh yeah, because they give out a ton of awards. There was something like Jacob Collier won one a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And there's a he won one of, yesterday. Oh, did he? Or, or or he won one at the? I, th- I thought I saw him that post something with the Grammys. Crazy. Yeah. But he like I remember him like it might have been his first Grammy. He's like he runs up to the stage, <laughs> and there's like it's like the audience is completely empty basically. Oh, that's it's just like a funny clip of him running up. Um, yeah, but I was gonna say it was probably a really long event. Yeah, but. So we, I knew that the Grammys weren't fully televised, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that there was a full week of untelevised events. That being said, me and Machi, Ma, me Matri. and Machi, separately, completely two different paths. Although yeah. we do work together and we have projects that are together, somehow ended up at the same exact event, both working 
one of the Grammys events. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I mean, Absolutely it's, insane it's, that we actually went to the same exact event doing two completely separate things with two different people, yeah. two different companies. And it was crazy because we were both almost hired around the same time. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> like Narg is texting me, are you going to this event? I'm like, I don't know. I have, like a no half, I have like half of an itinerary. On. I like don't have addresses or anything. He's like, it's here. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, I'll tell you how the, the way I knew is that the, our event was for the Black Music Collective. So that was the event that I was at that I was preparing for mm -hmm. all week. I did rehearsals for like three days and then we ended up doing the main show, whatever. Um, but I, I knew that he was there because there's like assigned seating there's table numbers there's i'm like there's no way this guy's getting into this one you know and when i first went down there it's two floors underground so you immediately lose service so i texted Machek three times i'm like did you make it did you make it and then my texts weren't going through i'm like there's no way he's in the building right now there's no well, way the he's thing here. was you were texting me beforehand on the same day like on that no day. right before and then when you lost service and so i was like i wonder how he got service down here and then i, <laughs> I was got like the wi-fi i was like should i be asking security for wi-fi no no <laughs> i think I, was, I got it from one of my coworkers. i was tempted i was tempted anyway so okay. let's let's go into like what we did yeah what our you know roles let me, were. let me do a little preamble yeah because this not only was it important that we were working the same event working through completely different avenues but narg was working live sound and i was working photography mm-hmm which is crazy because when me and Narg met, Narg was not doing live sound. Were you? No, not at all. I Narg was not doing live sound, sound and I was not doing photography. <laughs> it's only been like a year. <laughs> it's only been like a year. It's been less than a year that I've been doing professional photography. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. And it's been less than a year that you've been doing live sound. Yeah, half the amount of time maybe. That's or, or a bit more, maybe like seven months, eight sure, months. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Um, but... Yeah, I think the best way to do it is just to go through the experiences, right? Oh, man. Can we just talk about it? Uh, let's. Oh, yeah. So you're there for uh, videography, photography. I'm there for live sound. Let's get into your... You want to do me first? Let's go into you, yeah. Me let's first? Into, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Mine's longer, though. Is it? Yeah. You go, you go. Okay, okay, okay. I always talk too much on the episodes. That's I true. I want to hear you. That's true. I want to hear you um, talking. Oh, man. I've been thinking about what to say. By the way, both of, of us, <laughs> both of us... Uh, one thing we did share in common, although he did video, I did audio equally exhausted. <laughs> equally the most exhausting weeks of our lives. And we both needed multiple yeah. days to recover. Yeah. I saw no one for like two days after that. I just, I I slept. I'll, I'll do, I'll say it after. I was given one day of recovery, by the way. I just want to say that. I put, I put him back. Narig had multiple days of recovery. I had one day. I had a little bit more physical physical labor than he did but it's okay um okay let go me ahead, go ahead let me actually start there with the the exertion because i think more important than working the grammys yeah was us getting hired to work the grammys yeah right like like so for me i don't know if this is the best way to go about it but like when i was like literally a year ago maybe even a month ago i have always i was always striving mm -hmm. to reach the same level of work ethic that I had <laughs> senior year of high school. Oh, okay. And that was me waking up at 5 a.m. Uh -huh. and going to zero hour band and then working all day on like AP, like I had a full AP workload. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just doing homework all day, mm -hmm. right? And then playing video games after. Nice. But, and so I was like, man, I want to get to a point where I'm working, like I'm, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and working. And like for me, I realized 
And I realized this in the last week that mm. the reason that I can't find that same kind of work ethic is that it's very hard for me to be self-motivated. Mm. And it's very hard for me to work on things on my own. And so for the last week with You've the been Grammys, <laughs> I've, been, I've been hired by someone. And so I've been held responsible for, you know, taking photos of someone. Yeah. And so that kind of responsibility really drove me where I was, I did like multiple 20 hour days, mm -hmm. which is by far the most I've ever worked. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was thinking about this on the drive over too. There's never been a point where I've had to wake up immediately get, get dressed and then go to work <laughs> and then work all day. Not come home. And then come home, work, sleep, and then work in the car, do it again sleep the in the day. car, wake up at your apartment, sleep in the yeah. apartment, work at your, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. crazy. But, okay, so I'll get into what I did. So I was doing event photography. Mm -hmm. And so the important thing to note about how I got hired is connections and networking, which is the biggest advantage of living in LA. You did a free gig actually yeah well i thought it. it was free yeah yeah I well initially, initially and the, so the initial in, incentive was free yeah 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 so i went in my friend was like hey can you shoot this party i was like sure he's a dj you yeah. were shooting him at the party yeah yeah, yeah. you were he, shooting he texted him me, at the party he texted me the day before i was like what is the event he's like it's it's 12 to 12 i'm like that's crazy <laughs> sure i'll do it and so i showed up um and then i networked and you know, a few weeks later, I get this text and it's like, hey, I you, loved your photos. You also like ended up not just taking pictures of the DJ, but you took pictures of everyone. Sure. It was a birthday party. <laughs> you took pictures of the birthday boy, the uh, his wife, the um, the rest of the, the people at the party. Yeah. You did both film and digital photography, right? Yeah. 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 And then you edited them and yeah. sent them yeah, as yeah. a favor. Um, I did them as a favor. Listen, people that shoot on film know that um, film is expensive. I shot three rolls of Portra 400, which is the most expensive film stock. <laughs> and I was, I literally, I think it was like 25% of what I got paid mm -hmm. was just the cost of film. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. But you know, I was doing it, I was doing it for fun and I was doing it for essentially what I thought was going to be free, mm -hmm. you know? And so a few weeks later, I got the text. It was like, hey, can you like come with me to the Grammys? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So you ended up getting hired by one of the people at the party. Yeah. Yeah. And and because they loved your pictures. And um they also it was their party. Yeah. It was their party. So they were they also were like, I'll take care of you. You ended up getting paid for the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know the story better my... than Machi. <laughs> this guy's still dazed and confused, man. I'm not kidding. I am dazed and confused. But um you know, going into it, they told me that I needed a suit. So I didn't have a suit. Which is I, something you don't think about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might need a suit. And, Why the hell would I need like, a suit? You know, like, on the outside looking in, it's like, oh, all these people are dressed fantastically, especially the women in their, like, crazy yeah, crazy, dresses. crazy dresses. And, like, you know, I can't just show up in pants. It, it would have literally been this. I'm not whatever kidding. You guys, whoever's watching this, it's whatever Machi's wearing you right now. You don't understand. I went to the, the party that I shot last month. Like this? Like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't look bad, but you just, you're a casual sure, sure. guy. It's casual. casual it's guy. casual. It's casual. And so, casually, they told me, they were like, oh, you need a blazer, by the way. You know? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, my entire cost, my entire cost for this event is going to be me purchasing this suit right now. And so, and shirts, like, and the shoes, potentially. And so, the, the, like, two weeks leading up to the week of the Grammys, I 
like when and source to sue and it was maybe the most <laughs> stressful thing i've ever done like just going around all of la yeah trying to find something trying to find that's something. not like a two thousand dollars oh my god and like fits you and then has yeah. to also get tailored i'm a big guy so yeah. like it's not easy to just go to a store and find a suit Enormous. but i got the suit i had to rent a lens as well so I was running to Pasadena, running to North Hollywood, running to Sherman Oaks. Yeah, I was all ton. over. I literally, we didn't see each other for two weeks. We literally didn't see each other <laughs> maybe, for two weeks. Maybe the most stressful lead up. Yeah. And the, the thing that I want to talk about is how stressed I was, how anxious I was going yeah. into it. And what I was thinking about was what I've talked about on the podcast before, mm-hmm. which is this idea of doing your best and like, the idea of failing where right. where I was so worried that I was going to fail. But then like I would flip back and forth where I was like, you know what? The best I can do is the best I can do. And then I was like, but if I fail, then I'm a failure. <laughs> but then uh, the best I can do, literally back and forth. Hold on. I took a video. Let me show you this video. I'll throw it up in the podcast too. <laughs> Filled with anxiety right now. Just like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. That was me. That was me before leaving for the first time. Oh my god, that's so funny. And it was just like like the deepest, deepest anxiety that I think I probably ever had. Yeah, it's big. You show up to these these events and it's very intimidating. It's very intimidating. Yeah. There's everyone is dressed very nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone is held in very high regard within their community yeah. and within the work that they do. Well, and, not only that, you know what you're working. Yeah, you also feel yeah, exactly. And yeah. like you feel out of place. If that's not something you regularly yeah. go to, the people that you're regularly around, like you feel very out of place, you know? So yeah. sort of yeah. like a oh, what's that thing? The imposter syndrome kind of thing. And that's what mm. the anxiety comes from is like, you know, am I capable of doing this? Luckily for me, it was a different situation, right. sort of. You know, there's still moments, there certainly were moments like that, but <laughs> it was different once it came to show day, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I could only imagine how stressful it was for you, just like everything is sort of hanging on your shoulders with mm. the pictures and the editing, and it has to get done in a very timely manner. Very, very, very fast. Day it of. was very fast turnarounds. Hundreds of I pictures. I, I was doing like four hour turnarounds on edits. Um, but so day one, I go to the first event. Mm-hmm. And I took photos and I met some people and it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it ended up working out. It was just one evening event. So I right. was like, I wasn't super tired or anything. Right. And I got home, I edited photos, sent them off, woke up the next morning, went to the next event. And then day two was two events. Mm-hmm. And um, the morning event, Went perfectly fine. <laughs> perfectly fine. And then the night event was, this is on Thursday, yeah. was the Black Music Collective. Yeah. And my at. perspective going into it, I think the biggest thing was that there were some people that I had taken photos of on day one. Mm-hmm. And they came up to me and they recognized me and they were like, hey, I saw the photos you took of me on day one. You are the best photographer here. <laughs> this is verbatim. I was like, there's no way. There's no way I'm the best photographer here. This and is not like, Machi trying to gas himself I'm up. We, we have, we have received <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> better phrasing than what you just said. It actually was better too. Like this the is way the that best it came across, someone has ever taken of me. Like no, literally, and like 
that feeling was just so good. And like for the rest of the week, I was no longer, I didn't have that anxiety about mm-hmm. like well, your capabilities, about at least. Yeah. my artistic abilities as a photographer. You know, you know, what's crazy. Just to, I, someone asked me a question. I was in this like professional setting where someone asked me a question about like what you like about engineering. And one of the answers that I gave was, um, and this pertains to all creative art the feeling that you get when you surpass someone's expectations is something that is incredibly special and it's not you can't you can't redo that feeling any other way you know what i mean it's very gratifying mm-hmm. being able to show what you can do especially to someone who doesn't know you and having it completely surpass what they thought is possible yeah. and it creates these new ideals and it creates these new standards that they have in their mind because you are their new standard. You know, mm-hmm. that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the that's the biggest gift and biggest compliment you can get as a as a creative artist. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I guess the biggest thing for me is that my experience throughout the week, Narg worked Monday through Thursday. I worked Wednesday through Sunday. So we almost had the same mm-hmm. amount of days of working. But mine my experience was obviously more artistic and my skills as a photographer and yours was more what it was labor intensive and it was um a lot of setting up oh man i'll get into it no i just wanted to hear that just the basis of it it was very labor my my the core of my job was very labor intensive within that's how live sound is it's very labor intensive so we had to constantly be moving things we had to constantly be changing the 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 what's it called the itinerary like the the show day setup was constantly changing Mm -hmm. so we didn't even know what was going to happen so we had to prepare for a bunch of things and then um we were in charge of setting up the entire sound stage in the rehearsal studio or the entire stage itself in the rehearsal studio Mm -hmm. and then the day before the night before collapsing that and taking it to the uh taking it to the event, which was in Century City, which is like 45 minutes away, mm-hmm. and setting up there until like 12, 1 in the morning. And that, it took us like six hours to set up the first day. Mm-hmm. So it took us an equal amount of time the next day. So I left at like 12 in the morning, and then we continued setting up until like 2 p.m. the next day. I got there at 8 in the morning. So it was just like a very, very labor-intensive. But on top of the labor-intensive, the exhaust, the exhaustion, you have to be able to remember every single input, everything that's going wrong. You have to be know how to troubleshoot. There are like 120 inputs, by the way. Mm-hmm. You have to know everything. Every things are soft patched. So like number one on a on a label mm-hmm. could be input 35. You know, these are all labeled things, but also you might switch out 35 because it's not working anymore. And now we you run like a home run line directly from wherever the source to the main uh input. Like it's it's crazy. There's so much going on and I somehow <laughs> ended up in charge of all the inputs on the stage. I, and it was by far the most stressful thing I've ever done. But I really, really rose up to the occasion. I'll tell you about that later when it's sort of my time. But how did it finish off for you? How did you feel? What was the tiredness, the exhaustion? Yeah. What was it like yeah. for you? So so I one of the biggest takeaways was, even coming out of the whole week, was my ability to trust myself as a photographer now and it's almost like i go back and look at photos that i took in the last three months Mm -hmm. i'm like wow these are better than i thought they were yeah you know like i'm a better photographer than i thought i was and getting through the whole week working these super long days it was 
mentally and yeah, physically. It, it's mentally and physically lot. draining. But I also, when we were on the phone together, I was yeah. telling you how important it is to have these kinds of days so that you're, the way that you work, yeah. for example, if you're used to editing pictures three minutes per picture, mm. now you can like, now you can get it down to, not that you have to get it down to this point or speed, but mm -hmm. during a time of necessity, you can potentially, you know, edit pictures a minute each, 30 yeah. seconds each, just getting the job done. You know what I mean? For someone that needs it done that second. Yeah. So it teaches you how to work fast and efficiently. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's vital to being someone that is taking pictures in the moment, especially right. for event photography. So it's important to be able to get a good shot very fast with with a lot of different variables being added mm -hmm. to the situation. And the, the best thing too is just like, honestly, the contrast. Mm. We've talked about this before. As an artist, as a creative, you're choosing this life because you need more excitement. Like you can't just like get by with a nine to five and be yeah. Because you because you can do a nine to five and be a photographer. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. Or or do something like you can do it as it's it's very viable to do any of these things as a passion. It's mm -hmm. actually more enjoyable to do it yeah. just as like a passion project. Right. I know people that do that. They are much happier. Right. You know what I mean? They have. But a but I'm job. saying I'm saying that people that like aren't doing passion projects yeah you're sick in the head if you do like, it <laughs> but yeah but I'm, what i'm <laughs> saying is sick. that like if you're us you're sick. as as a person fully pursuing a creative career full-time mm -hmm. um you want those highs mm -hmm. but you can't get the highs without getting the lows. Get without the lows and man. like there were so many lows and so many highs in the last week it's that, like, so draining it's like, so draining coming out of it it almost like it puts you at like a higher level where you're like okay i've been to my lowest point yeah like you understand yeah you have a better understanding yeah. you have a better there's, understanding there's nothing that i can do editing this podcast or cutting clips yeah or working yes or yes, yes making my resume or fixing my portfolio that yes. will come anywhere near to what i went through in the last week the thick skin that it builds yeah. is crazy i remember that being said, you feel anxiety because of the amount of work that there is, the the short amount of time, the turnovers, like inclu me included, and the expectations of other people. But you don't take it to heart anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's also like you have to have the mentality of like, I don't know, for me at least, it's more of a stoic mentality of like this job, if, if I don't have it tomorrow, if I get fired right now, mm -hmm. this is not going to change my life. Me working the Grammys is not going to change my life. None of these things actually matter. There's like core things in my life that actually hold intrinsic value. Those are the things that matter to me. A, a job, you, mm -hmm. you being hungover or upset about a job, it's never going to matter because the, in the course of your life, there are so many things that could happen. We could end up not doing this. You know what I mean? I could quit tomorrow and be fulfilled and happy with my life. I don't want work to be the thing that fulfills and makes me happy mm. at day to day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though it, 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 it does do that to a certain degree, but I'm certainly not going to let it ruin my life. And I think that's a huge thing to point out is like th the separation of personal and professional feelings and emotions. Yeah. And it's so much easier to do that when you're not pursuing your passion as mm -hmm. a job. Like I know people that are, you know, mechanical engineers. Right. And it's easy for them to separate their personal life from their professional yeah, of life. Course. But when you're doing something creative, it intertwines. It's, it's infinitely harder. That's why you have to learn how to have those boundaries. And you only get those boundaries by getting like so upset and so <laughs> emotionally distraught at work 
that you have to be like you have to create that separation or you will not last you will not mm-hmm. last a month to a certain degree it's like self it's like a it's like <laughs> you're like a masochist you know like you know that it comes with suffering and you know that it comes with troubles and anxiety but yeah. you learn how to get past it all the things that i've done have led up to other opportunities that i'm very grateful for and yeah. honestly all the suffering that i've gone through or whatever you want to call it um it does surmount to something so mm-hmm. It's paid off for me. I don't know if it'll pay off for someone else. Mm-hmm. But I like to think that it adds on to things. If you're a proactive person, if you're going after things and people see what you've done with your life and what you've gone through, they respect that. And honestly, the thing that I've had the most going for me, I'm not saying I'm a good person, but I'm just using this in quotations of like being a good person and doing the things that you do with the people you're around and people seeing what kind of person you are. That is what has gone me the furthest in my life. Not my abilities as an mm. audio engineer, not my abilities to remember inputs. That yeah. is not, that has never amounted to anything, literally anything. Mm-hmm. No one's ever said a compliment to me for that. They've been like, bro, you're busting your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, the stage manager is telling me this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who, who is in connection with the band, which is a massive band and musical director. So like, it was just, I just realized what the priorities of life were and what takes you where. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyways, I think going into creative fields, mm-hmm. and this is the same thing that happened when I went into college, where <laughs> you'll hear how difficult something is. Yeah. And for me, with my ego, I'll take it as like a challenge. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, this is difficult. Like, this makes me more excited going yeah. into it, knowing how difficult it is. That's funny. But then when I actually... Like, this is not exciting. When I actually <laughs> get to the difficult parts, I f- hate it. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. I dropped out of engineering. I dropped out of industrial engineering in college. I stopped pursuing production as my only thing. Mm-hmm. Music production. Music is my production, only thing. yeah. And, you know, it's nice to sit here and be like, okay, I've reached that point with photography where I've gone through this difficult moment and I'm out on the other side. And I'm like, okay, this was f- difficult. But I'm still here. So that's a personal yeah. win. That's yeah, a personal win. It is. Because uh, I, I lived in fear for the last like five years mm-hmm. or six years where it's like, am I actually capable of doing anything difficult or do I just wash out? It's like gifted, yeah. kid, gifted kid syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Where I never had any challenges growing up because I was, you know, I picked up on things easier and I learned easier that like I never had to face any of the difficulties that a lot of people had to face. So like, Reaching this and getting out through it has been, you know, really rewarding for me personally just to be able to say that I did it and to say like for myself, mm-hmm. you know. I feel but, I feel that way about a lot of the things that I go through as well, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because I think I was watching an interview about the founder, CEO, one of the, I think it was NVIDIA or AMD. Okay. Uh, and, and NVIDIA. <coughs> and they were saying, uh, he's like a billionaire, right? He's mm-hmm. literally like a billionaire. And pretty young guy, they were asking him, uh, was it worth it? Like, what, what what was this whole process? You know, like, what, like, are you happy? Yeah. And essentially, the guy was like, it was not worth it. It, it. it will never be worth it. He's like, the amount of work and stress is unimaginable. We never knew creating this. 
And they're like, well, then why did you do it? He's like, because when you do this, you could have never imagined. You couldn't fathom the amount of stress that you'd be under. You couldn't fathom the little amount of time that you would have. And there's days where my family looks, we're not under the same stress as the people. Let me be very clear <laughs> as the CEO of NVIDIA. But, <laughs> you know, we're, we're also like young and, you know, yeah. you know doing something mm -hmm. quite different. But it, we, we do have our own relative stress that other people just don't experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just And at work, people don't yell at you if you work a nine-to-five job. Like, they might yell at you, but, like, not in the way that I'm describing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the the yeah. things that are being done, it's just it's it's more on a personal matter. And that's why it's you have to say, you know, separate personal and business. Yeah. Because if you work for a professional company, your boss yells at you, you can... I'm sure some people's bosses yell at them. <laughs> <laughs> But the corporate communication yeah, level is different. Is very That's what different. I'm trying to get across. That's what I'm trying yeah. to get across. So the stress that you get put under, you you didn't know that you could take on that kind of stress until you deal with it. And then I'd go home some days mm -hmm. after work. I'm not joking. I'd have days where I'm working 15 to 16 hours. I get home at 1 a.m. I wake up 4 or 5 a.m. And then I work another full day 16 hours. Yeah. Like That has happened multiple times. And um, I go home after my family sees me the next, even the next two days after that, mm -hmm. they go like, what's wrong? And you don't understand what happens to your brain when you experience. And those two days are filled with labor and, and sometimes little food, you know, like it's, you don't understand what your brain goes through during that process. And that's why I'm saying you couldn't fathom the anxiety, the stress, because there's an after effect to all of these things. Mm -hmm. It comes with depression. Yeah. natural depression your brain can't keep up with it yeah. the dopamine can't keep up you need to rest your body can't too like, your body cannot like, keep up my nervous system was failing and oh, yeah. i just started to throw up like randomly like i would start just dry heaving throughout mm -hmm. the day and like before i would get in the uber to go to the event i like threw up <laughs> like a couple times yeah it's it's like, halfway through the week it's literally insane and they would they look at me they're like what's wrong like did someone did something happen did someone you know i'm like no i just i just can't I can't do anything today. And I cancel yeah. sessions sometimes. I'm like, sorry, I, I actually can't see another human. I cannot communicate with another human being right now. Narg tried to schedule the podcast with me. He's, he calls me and he goes, so when do you want to? I was like, do not speak to me. Yeah, he wouldn't. Like, I actually, wouldn't. I, I tried cannot. for like two minutes. I tried scheduling a podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't. cannot, I cannot figure it out. Like my brain literally, like even now. Yeah. I'll tell the same stories to people. I'll be like, have I told this to you before? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm like, I'm losing it. I'm like, yeah. am I? saying the same things over and over wednesday and uh wednesday and thursday i worked mm. like 33 hours that's crazy just those two days yeah and um okay wait, wait wait give me your perspective now because we've oh, gone yeah. through mine fully. yeah yeah so when you when you see these shows they have to be rehearsed right mm. so like there's there's rehearsals for three days Monday, should we, three should we give background on what the show was will that help well with? the black music collective yeah. was essentially like a ceremony and awards that and recognition that were given to um, lenny kravitz yeah like successful oh sure legacy and like black artists right, right essentially right. right i think that was for the most part i was very zoned yeah. in on what my job was so i forgot but i was but having a great time people who got awards were like lenny kravitz mariah carey that's it. Stevie Wonder performed. Yeah. Uh, Tori Kelly. There was a lot of cool people. A lot of cool. Quavo Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes, Quavo, yeah. George Clinton. Like... That was crazy. You know <laughs> George... George Clinton? No. Oh, he's like a huge, like the father of funk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bar I saw that dude. Baroque. I didn't know who he was. He was yeah, really dude, cool. He's, he was really cool. He's like, he's up there. He's yeah, yeah. Like he, he, crazy. So I, I was able to, you know, experience all these things during um, 
rehearsals and then obviously show day mm -hmm. but um so i had uh, monday through wednesday was rehearsal so we had to <coughs> load in all of our equipment at this rehearsal studio set up and then i was directly under this other uh, engineer who was, does not work with our company but he's contracted by the band to work there so i essentially had to do everything that he told me it, it was like it was stressful it was stressful <laughs> troubleshooting all the mm -hmm. time it was stressful the, the schedule was constantly constantly changing and the the acts work everything was changing all the time you know so it was very difficult mm -hmm. to keep up which is normal you know th things change for these events all the time yeah but keeping up with it was very difficult and 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 change was very difficult whatever we did the rehearsal for three days i was already very stressed out during the rehearsals um and then that last night we had to they added they added something. So my coworker had to leave and set up at like five, six in the morning at the venue, like all day for an additional band that was being added. Anyways, so it was basically me and another guy. And then we had to tear down the entire stage the last mm. day, right? I'm not even going to go about the details about the rehearsal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but that was also equally, I learned a lot, but it, it was stressful. We had to tear down that day. Um, it was three of us. We tore down basically the entire room uh probably within an hour and a half to two hours and then i drove to century city and we set up at the hotel um yeah. and then i left and i got maybe four hours of sleep uh woke up at like six in the morning to drive in traffic to go to century <laughs> century city um i got there around like eight o'clock and then we <coughs> set up until like 2 p.m and then we did rehearsals there and i naturally just because someone came up to me, he's like, listen, a lot of these guys are newer. Some of them don't know what's going on. He was like the band manager, stage director kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, I need you to be on top of it today. I was like, why? Why always? Have you seen that? Why always me? No. It's like an athlete. Yeah, he's doing like, he <laughs> lifts his shit up. He goes, why always me? Whatever. So I, I, I took on a lot of responsibility that day. Well, I was like, in what, charge. what kind of responsibility did you take on? I was in charge of, so all the instruments... Oh man, I can't even, I can't even, I, I, I'm afraid that when I communicate it, no one's going to know what I'm talking about. Sure, sure, so sure. all the instrument inputs, yeah. let's just, I'm going to be very basic about it, even mm -hmm. though it's a little more complicated than just inputs. All the snakes, all the instrument inputs, I was in charge of getting them to the right place that they were in rehearsal because it needs to be the exact same. Mm -hmm. All the microphones that the artists have, they're connected to these things called hotshot. So you click on the hotshot, it's like a pedal. And the line opens up, so it's closed. Mm -hmm. And it only goes to the monitor engineer who's <laughs> controlling all the sound on stage, all the in-ears, all the monitors. That's what the monitor engineer controls. Mm -hmm. So that all, so they can all communicate with each other. That's why you have those. So the band can talk to one another. That's why they have microphones. It's not to sing. So just in case they need something, they're talking into it. And the director, the music director, is on stage with us. So I was in charge of bass. So if anything doesn't work, I am the one being called to take care of it. This microphone's not working. Okay, let's change the microphone. Still, there's a buzzing noise in the line. Okay, let me change the cable. Still buzzing noise. I unplug it. Still a buzzing noise. Let's go to the splitter where all the sources are being split. Up, oh, line is clear. Okay, now figure out how to get me that line without any of the buzz noise on it. You know, like stuff like that. And that would take me like 10 minutes. I'm stripping sweat, trying to reach on this cramped stage behind a drum mic, you know, whatever. So like we figure we, troubleshooting like on the spot things that weren't happening two three days ago. That right? might be more anxiety inducing. 
than what I just went through. Oh, that's nothing. I no, can't. Like, I can't no, wait like to... you even explaining it to me is what yeah. yeah I'm in. I'm in charge of getting every single artist that's going up to perform. Yeah. Their specific microphone, and then communicating that with front of house through a comms. I have two comms. I have one like football <laughs> coaches. I have one on my right ear and another earpiece on my left, and I'm getting communications from the band on and the monitor engine on my left and front of house and another guy on the right. And I have to separately communicate to both of them the entire show to tell them which microphone is going out, when to activate it, which artist is going up next. And I have to make sure all the artists have their belt packs that are working correctly so that they can hear themselves when they sing. So that is my job. And switching out stage. When we need to break down and switch out stage, I'm helping out with that as well. Jesus Christ. Whatever. So all this stuff happens. <laughs> Let's just, the show went great. The show went fine. It was really like last minute things were going on and we took care of it as me, best as we could. Let me say, I went to, um, Narg was at one event. Yeah. I went to maybe 10 events. It was by far the best event. Oh, nice. It was so cool. Thanks. It was a really cool, the, the, the lineup of the artists was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they were all excellent singers. They were all amazing, amazing. Like, I couldn't believe how good they were in rehearsals. There was one specifically, Gabby yeah, Simone. Gabby Simone. I looked her up on Spotify. Oh my goodness. Nothing. Yeah, she's for sure signed or something though, because she's incredible. I wish incredible. I, had, I didn't take any videos of her singing. Her like, live singing, just perfect, perfect. Like this... She's she's super young, I think, yeah. but she was like, inc she sounded like a matured professional yeah. singer. You the know, way like, she was belting the high notes, I was oh like, my goodness, this is impeccable. Yeah, like, flawless, impeccable. flawless performance and a beautiful song. I forgot what the song was, but it was a beautiful song. Anyways, so there was a complication all the way at the end that I had to take care of, and Machi got like a little clip of it in the stands. Yeah. There was like, you know, things naturally happen with like wireless <laughs> microphones and stuff. So like, Machi got a clip of it in the stands, but it was actually the most stressful ten seconds of my life. I thought it lasted like an hour. <laughs> like I got onto stage and had to fix like a, a weird issue that happened, and everyone is literally just staring at me. And Machi caught a little glimpse of it, and I, I was so happy that he got it because it was the most traumatizing moment of my life. You couldn't imagine what was going on, the comms that were going on in my ears. I, I see this guy walk on the stage wearing all black. He's got two <laughs> I'm like the belt packs like, were weighing down my pants like my pants were falling I had two heavy belt packs and these earpieces on me I was like oh my goodness anyway so after the show was done which was around like 11 something right mm -hmm. 11 something o'clock yeah. I had to tear down the stage and load in the truck until I have I'm on four hours of sleep four hours of sleep mm -hmm. I had to tear down the stage and load in the truck until 2.30 in the morning I was walking and my ankles, my knees are buckling. I cannot feel my feet. I checked from 12 to 2.30 a.m. Yeah. I had 6,000 steps. 6,000 mm. the day before I had 23,000 steps. Yeah. I'm on a stage. 23,000 steps on a <coughs> stage, dude. It That's was crazy. It was absurd. It was crazy. absurd. I, 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 the next day, I don't want to give up all the details because I want to keep the privacy of the event and yeah. stuff like that. But but we can talk about some of the acts, like some of my favorite moments. But the next day I slept, I woke up at like 10, like pretty early. I woke up at like 10. I slept at maybe 3, 4 a.m. By the time I got home, it was like a 40-minute drive with no traffic to get yeah. home. I woke up at like 10 a.m. I had brunch or like lunch kind of thing with my sister. And then, which was only like 45 minutes mm -hmm. after like an hour I had woken up. I yeah. went back to sleep until 5.30 p.m. I Can slept. I basically slept. I had maybe an hour break when I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. I slept until 5.30 p.m. that day. Can I say that like... And I was when, still... When you've been move. in that mode, 
your brain, like the next day when you don't work, your brain is still on that clock. That's why you also so become- you wake up early. You yeah, know, yeah. Like you, you, you cannot sleep. You yeah. as much as you think you're gonna sleep, you are not gonna sleep late. And you're not gonna sleep in, but you will sleep that day. I, I was on the couch, and it, the, f I couldn't move a muscle of my body. It's like, oh, let me turn right to sleep on my right side. Left, I didn't move a muscle until five thirty p.m. I could not move. It was the most physically exhausted I have ever. It's not even sore. Sore couldn't even cut the word that I was. It couldn't even cut it. I was so exhausted I couldn't move a muscle mm. on my body, dude. The, like, even, because I got done on on Sunday. So I was done on Monday morning. I still woke up at 6.30. Yeah. And then even this morning, I woke up at, like, 7. And your brain, because it's used to so much activity, there's a natural depression that is going to happen yeah. when you do not do anything. There's a natural depression that is going to take over its brain chemistry. But um, that being said, it was awesome. I got to see a lot of really cool people. Yeah. All of them very nice everyone was very every single performer that i saw or interacted with was very nice yeah that being said uh just a highlight i mean it's it's public record mm -hmm. for the show i'm pretty sure it was like there's a video of it but sure um i was like two feet away from stevie wonder watching him <laughs> rehearse and i was like what is happening like I, yeah. this is something out of everyone that i saw mm -hmm. it's so special that i was able I, that was just a very special moment for me to be able to see stevie wonder yeah. like that far away just watching him mess around on the keys yeah. and do like a little rehearsal, right? And uh, and all the other artists. I mean, I saw Erica Campbell, Tori Kelly. Uh, I got to, oh my God, my my coworker took a video of me putting up a microphone on stage. Uh -huh. And it was for Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey's on the stage. It's yeah. me and Mariah Carey. I was like, do you oh have that goodness. video? I have a picture of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was so funny. I was like, wow. I, I didn't even look at her. Like I was so scared to like, make eye contact with anyone i literally just went on stage put it in and came back but i'll um, throw up also i've probably already done it but the video of narik walking out yeah. on the stage <laughs> will be in this video oh my god that's so you scary. can see it <laughs> but um anyways i uh wait 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 let me say i i mean i got to see cv want to perform yeah and he was not there to perform he was there to give the award yeah to, to speak yeah, yeah to give the award to mariah carey and he sang half of a song yeah right like it was half of half of one song just as a presentation mm -hmm. like to honor mariah carey and it was my favorite stevie wonder song <laughs> it like, was very beautiful like the chances of that happening like that moment i was like wow this is cosmic i yeah. was like this is my favorite stevie wonder song like i remember yeah. living in spokane mm -hmm. like listening to that song on repeat while delivering domino's pizzas <laughs> And like here I am at this event, watching him perform it live. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it was it was awesome. And unfortunately, I was under so much stress that it didn't matter to me who was on stage <laughs> during the performance. Like the performance time, I, it, it means nothing. Rehearsal yeah. was like cooler than that, honestly. But um, also all the other incredible singers. Like uh, there was another band that was performing. Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the drummer. Yeah. And uh, what was the guy that you said? George Clinton. Him, uh, Quavo. They were doing a Lenny Kravitz tribute. They were doing, I want to get away. That was a really cool, like Quavo was singing that song. I'm like, that, that was cool. That was really fun. <laughs> it was so fun. It was really With fun. The, just like the insane auto tune. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> it's sick. It was Should I really throw up sick. a video? You have it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Here it is.
But yeah, so, and then, uh, you know, Erica Campbell, Tori Kelly, they were just like such incredible singers. Yeah. It, it wasn't even, uh, it, it's not about the popularity of the person, but how talented they were yeah. when I was listening to them sing. Yeah. No one was using any pitch correction. Like, dude, a lot of these singers were just incredible pitch, incredible tone, so professional, so respectful, so nice, yeah. so kind. And then I looked up each of them afterwards, mm. you know, just to see what's going on with their pages. And I was like, these people are so kind. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, and I don't know whether it's difficult to find people like that, but you always hear horror stories about like celebrities and artists and stuff. Mm -hmm. They were all so kind. Yeah. Anyways, no, I I had, it was a great thing. experience. That being said, it was a great experience. I, I had my own, you know, dealing with it was very <coughs> difficult in the moment, but I'm very glad that I did it and I got past it. That was the thing that we said the most is like, I'm so glad I got past it. Yeah. We said that so often. Like, even now, it's still surreal to me. Yeah, you feel like you're going to wake up 2 a.m. That I came out on the other end, and I'm still here. Yeah, man. It's tiring. It's something It's something different, man. It's something different. But yeah, I was. I took on I took on a crazy job that day, that week. So, But I'm happy it's done, and we both came out uh, better better at what we do. And yeah, I how think do you, that was... How do you feel, um, like with your live sound experience before and after mm -hmm. how do you feel about your abilities like do you feel like you're better like like what is oh the God, it's so crazy i couldn't even imagine sitting behind a console before i started this job like I could, and i couldn't imagine the complexities of live sound and how many things go wrong all the time yeah. you've experienced that with me <laughs> when you did a show with me i put on my own show and um it's my abilities as an by the way if you want to get better at engineering in general, even mixing on a, on a, com on a computer, live sound develops your ears so well. You have to be very cautious about volume. I use earplugs all the time, but <coughs> just being able to find problem frequencies yeah. and uh, your ability to hear balance, mm. hear compression, hear reverb, too much reverb, like all those things in a live setting matter a lot, a lot. They all have consequences. Everything you do has a consequence. So being able to develop an ear for that, which I'm not a master at, but I've certainly developed more so than before I started, has drastically helped me with my mixing on a computer, like studio mixing. Yeah. Because you do a lot less to get balance. You do a lot less. It's not about like doing a shit ton and, and getting a, a ton of plugins. It's like very basic stock plugins that you're using all the time just to get the job done. A lot of the times you need to get the job done and you need to be able to do it well with the tools that you have. And that is live sound in, in a... In a <coughs> nutshell. Well, in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's live sound in a nutshell. Just get, just get it done. That's all they want you to do. Yeah. That's all the whoever hired you wants you to do. Yeah. Get it done. Don't cause any problems. Yeah. They don't care what compressor you're using, how bright. Like, you know, you have to be able to discern all those things. Mm -hmm. If it's too bright, someone's going to be like, dude, like, what are you doing? By the way, they don't tell you this, but you have to like tune the system every single time you're at a new venue. Every single time you're at it. Like you have to, with your ears or with a system, if you have time, tune the PA so that it's not too bright. You have to make it sound exact. So you have like reference songs. And you and you EQ the speakers to sound exactly the way that you know them to sound in every other venue. Mm. So you have to be able to to differentiate that. Yeah. And and so you do develop a really good ear. And I've done some really cool events. I mean, um, 
yeah, I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised after, like you said, I'm, I'm glad I got past all of that. And you don't enjoy it in the moment and you you, th- you reflect on it afterwards. You're like, damn, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. It's not as glamorous as it is. It's really not a glamorous thing. It's not like, oh my God, I'm here with uh, whoever's performing, right? It's like, you need to get the job done and you're not worried about who's on stage. You're worried about whether they like your work or not. But you know, the 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 biggest thing is that in a year or two years from now, your nostalgia will kick in and you'll only remember I'll the never want to do that again you'll only remember the good moments oh yeah yeah you'll never you'll, like you'll, you'll only remember the good moments of it it depends if you're if your experience was overly negative then you'll remember only the negative experiences sure, but sure, if, it was, sure. if it was if it had a positive ending to it like yeah. if, if you came out of it grateful then I'm sure you'll remember like the good moments but honestly 90% of it is negative moments for me really I mean there aren't many moments that were like not stressful mm-hmm. there was not many moments where we were joking around it was a very serious event and a yeah. very short time crunch where we had to get things done yeah. so I'm not gonna think of it in a negative way but I'm gonna think of it in the like hard working way where like yeah. damn we got a lot done you know like yeah. in that kind of positive like not positive right, happy right, you know right, like right. positive you know in terms of work <laughs> I love hearing that because my experience was just so different. Yeah. And like even I checked because I thought I was moving a lot. I was checking my my health app. Yeah. Steps, you want to guess? 30,000. A day. How many a day? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe like 8,000. Oh, really? You know what they say? The journey of a thousand steps begins with No. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Anyways, yeah, it was fun. (laughs) My, you know, my personal takeaway, I just like, I feel like I'm that bitch. (laughs) I feel so good about my photography I'm Himothy, yeah, I'm Himothy. Like, dude, it's actually crazy how inflated my ego is at this moment. (laughs) I can't wait to get it shot down, dude. Like, I, there's no way, because my biggest... The biggest issue for me with photography before with taking mm. portraits and stuff was just that fear of executing yeah. and that fear of like, you know, working with the artist. Which I always yelled at you about. Me. Yeah. But but now it's like there's literally no way <laughs> that anything will ever compare to what I just went through. Um I was gonna say, by the way, we got pop filters on these microphones. Yeah. And I wanna give a quick review of the pod mic. Just real quick. Okay. Two seconds. Pod mic. Sound quality is fine. I think the top end is a little brittle. The low end is not very... It's tight, isn't it? It's fine. Yeah. It's not... There's not a lo- There's not as much low end as I would want out of oh, really? a, a voice, like a, of a speaking vocal. Yeah. And the top end is a little brittle. Mm. It doesn't... The top end doesn't... It doesn't hold well. It doesn't sound good when it, it, it moves around. Like, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that. But for the price, it is an excellent microphone. I don't think you would need anything more than this. Yeah. I would say do not EQ it too much. If you are if you do anything to the low end on this, um your your voice is gonna sound very brittle. And remember if you're a content creator, it's probably gonna go on an iPhone. So you don't need to cut a lot of low end. It's already cutting out a lot of low end on the phone. Right. Um but the one main issue that I had was the plosives, which I'm sure you'll hear in like the next five episodes. I apologize. I'll try to get them out. Yeah. But um, a lot of the plosives stay. And the thing with like bad plosives, which is like puh, 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 right? It's like that pop. So I'm hoping that this makes a difference. We'll hear it afterwards. Yeah. But I think the number one issue with this microphone was that it was it was really like sensitive with plosives. Even yeah. though there's an internal foam inside of it, it might not be as dense. So I bought this third-party um like right there, you might have heard that. Uh, I bought this third-party pop filter, and hopefully it works well. 
Um, they I mean, sound fine. The though. thing is, we were using SM7Bs before. If you, and the capsule in the SM7B was like back here. Right? Yeah, it's huge. And like the SM7B it was like a six inch separation. Was like there, and then we're speaking over here. Yeah. Th- so if they moved it back, maybe. Yeah. But, but the capsule on the pod mic is. Up it's here, sort of right? at the top, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I but um, I must say that if you're wondering for any reason whether an SM7B or this microphone is better, I think the podcast episodes that we had with the SM7B they sound really good. I really like the way they sound. Honestly, as as much as i don't want to because they're like three four hundred dollars yeah it's like it's a crazy price for the microphone it's just a dynamic microphone not, not only is it expensive but if you don't have a good audio interface yeah it doesn't you need a cloud well. lifter which is a hundred which is then also more expensive on top yeah of so it's definitely worth buying for a hundred dollars just do not do too much to it or else um i think you're gonna yeah, do yeah. it or else i think you're gonna manipulate sound in a way where it's not gonna sound good um, anyways that is uh you know everything that we talked Everything that happened this happened. weekend. It was a very it dude, it was a brutal week. Um do you have any lasting thoughts? <sighs> no, please. Really? You know uh, what I mean? my lasting thought is um perseverance and patience. Oh dude, wait. We never even said where we are. Oh, we're at our new studio. <laughs> we're at our new studio. Uh time will tell if we decide to stay here or mm-hmm. if we go back to recording in my living room. Um, let us know i think it's much more cozy i like the couch i like the guitar in the background well, you like the couch because you don't like sitting up straight you freaking loser my back hurts there's no back support on that thing yeah, i feel like this is much have... more like we're, we're like much more friendly with each other right sure, now sure um i have a lasting thought go ahead my brain is fried <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I got maybe through all of my lasting thoughts at the beginning or halfway or whatever. If you want to reach out to us with any questions uh, or comments that you want us to address on the podcast or independently, if you have any questions about, you know, your career, or if you would even want to ask us that or, or about moving here because Machi moved here, our Instagram handles are, mine is mixing waves. So mixing uh, dot waves, waves is W-A-V-S, like the wave file. And then Machi. Mine is obscure Machi. O-B-S-C-U-R-E-M-A-T-C-H-I. <laughs> Obscure the way it's spelled in Machi is M-A-T-C-H-I. I went to Macy's to buy a tie as well. Yeah. Tie? I called my roommate. You wore a tie? Listen, listen. The entire time I wore a tie. I called my roommate. I go, hey, do you have a black tie? He goes, no, why? I go, I need to buy a tie for this, for this weekend. And the ties at Macy's are $75. He goes... Yeah, but you spent the amount of money on your suit. I should just say it right. I he goes, yeah, but you spent seven fifty on your suit, and I'm like, yeah. So why would I spend seventy five dollars on a tie? He's like, that's girl math. I'm like, how is that girl math that I don't want to spend seventy five dollars on a tie? I already spent the seven fifty on the suit. He's like, yeah, you already did. So you might as well, as well get something nice. I I'm guess. like, that's crazy. I was in Sherman Oaks, twenty feet away from the Ross. Walked into the, the Ross. Ross. I bought a five dollar tie. There's something about people from the Northwest and like the the South. I feel like that say the before things like the Ross, <laughs> the TJ Maxx, the Ross that was down the street right there. Listen, five dollars for the tie carried me through the week. Carried me through the week. Five dollars for the tie instead of seventy five dollars. I take it back. That You're felt a king. good. You're a king. That felt good. That felt right. good. Let's wrap it, it up. Through. This was great. Thanks <laughs> Thank for so watching, much. everyone. I I. I want you to know that we are rushing this episode out. I have a session in 20 minutes. Because of Narag. Yeah. This is Narag. This is like an hour long episode. This is not rushing. Rushing it out because we have to, we're getting this out.
Same day. Oh, yeah. We're rushing this out. Yeah. I want it to be relevant for the Grammys. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I respect it. All I right. respect it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star. Do you want to do it today? No, I don't know it. I don't know it by heart. Leave us a five-star review or don't. Can I say, when we started, all over you. when we started, we did, um, we did like reads. What are they called? Ad reads? We did ad reads. Yeah. For ourselves. Yeah. Do you remember? I have videos of them. Where like you sat in the middle, yeah. Like we wrote them down mm-hmm. and we like scripted it. Abysmal, <laughs> abysmal, so bad. Anyway, if you enjoyed watching this, um, please leave us a five star rating on Apple or Spotify podcast. I also just do this from ex- memory of watching, just of people. watching. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow, the human brain. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening, watching. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out. We're posting more clips on TikTok, on TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, and Instagram, yeah, I'm gonna be posting them on Instagram soon. We just got started. The week was so crazy. We literally just made this so before. crazy. But our our TikTok is uh, just Talkbox Talkbox Podcast. One word: Talkbox Podcast. And then our Instagram, what is our Instagram? Is Talkbox Pod. <laughs> Talkbox Pod. Nice. We'll be posting videos soon. We'd love your support. We appreciate everyone that's watching. Thank you. Thanks, so mom. Much. I stopped cursing. Thank you so much. Yeah, bye. That was a nasty one.